everyone, welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest joins me from Toronto, Canada. She's an indie pop singer-songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist with two new songs out right now called Jackie Onassis and Hurts to Hate Somebody. Her debut EP, You and Me But Mostly Me, is on all streaming platforms, and she's worked with Charlie XCX. She's actually her creative consultant and manager. So please welcome Elio. Elio, thanks for joining me on an episode of On That Note. On the day that you released your live show for NME, uh, I watched watched it right before uh, this interview and you killed it. All you guys did a great job. Was that your first time uh, doing doing like a taped recording like that? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it's my first live thing like as Elio ever. Uh, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was like the first thing um, that I've done. And uh, it, it was fun. I can't wait. It's kind of weird without a crowd. I mean, even without playing the songs live before, uh, like the pandemic started, it's it's still weird to like have to play like live music and have absolutely no reaction other than like my one friend in the corner like, yay. Yeah, she's like, you killed it. Yeah. So what was the rehearsal process for that? Did you have to do that for like a couple of weeks or like have you been <laughs> practicing throughout uh, quarantine? No, we, we winged it. Nice. Hey, hey, you guys killed it for winging it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have very talented friends. That's what you got to do. You got to surround yourself with people who are just awesome, you know? Yep. That's the key. So you performed your two newest singles, Hurts to Hate Somebody and Jackie Onassis. I think those songs are fucking awesome. And I wanted to ask you about like your writing and recording process. How do you usually start writing and recording songs? And were these two new songs, were they kind of a different approach compared to your debut EP? Yeah, definitely different compared to the, the EP that came out in the summer. I mean, a lot of that stuff I wrote before I even thought about doing music as a career. And um, yeah, so a lot of that was just kind of written in my bedroom by myself and then produced either by myself or or with my friends. Um, And uh, yeah, these ones are a little bit different. I wrote them with other people, which was a huge um, kind of stepping stone for me. Um, And... uh, yeah, I mean, I like to take things home and kind of do them myself anyway or do them with close friends um, just so it is personal and, and like, the people around me know what I like and, and they know, um, I guess, like, what certain things, like, mean to me and when to, like, butt in and be like, oh, can we change that there? And I'll be like, yeah, we could change that here. Yeah, they're they're a bit different, but I still like to I, I like to do things by myself and and with my friends. But I'm very, I mean, collaborating with other writers is um, really fun for me, and it's really interesting to get other people's perspective on not only what they 
think about my music that already exists, but um, kind of like taking it somewhere else. You know, I don't want to be writing the same songs for the next like 20 years. Has there been any like breakthroughs almost or kind of perspective changes that other people have kind of given you just by like being surrounded by them? For sure. I feel like uh, writing with other people has kind of given me like a song doesn't have to be like long and rambly to be artistic. You know, it can have structure and it can be catchy and and all that stuff. Like I think just kind of writing with other people made it easier to like organize my thoughts as opposed to just sitting there like spewing out this whole like rhyming word like pile of (laughs) like crap um yeah definitely organizing my thoughts and and learning to like talk about that stuff with other people too um because before it would just be me and 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 you know I'd write it down but there's something very scary and like raw about sitting in a room with two new strangers and being like well this happened to me (laughs) um how do you uh get yourself in that mindset that's got to be kind of weird sometimes for sure I mean I like to start every session especially if it's with a new person just kind of sitting there and talking and getting to know each other for a sec but I mean like yeah there's still there's still kind of strangers or at least like acquaintances and um you kind of just have to jump in you know they're they're writers they're creatives they also have a lot of emotions um so you just kind of have to get over the fear it's definitely very hard I don't know if I'm even totally over it yeah it can definitely be complicated especially if you're constantly like I read uh in your enemy article that you were coming out to LA a fair amount um, before you lived here for a little bit to like uh, get a bunch of sessions in. What was um, kind of a challenge of having to do so much at the same time? And so what was kind of a interesting takeaway from it? I mean, it was so emotionally draining. Like we would be doing like two, maybe even three sessions every day, at least a session every day um, for like a month straight. Um, and it kind of went from just like being by myself in, in Toronto and writing to like, like throwing myself into rooms of people that not only, um, were strangers, but also people that I like really looked up to, um, and with music that they've made. Um, so it's definitely like, you really have to put yourself out there. Um, but you know what, like I, I did it and I've made some really cool and talented friends from it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much that I, that I got from that experience, you know, with the, the people that I wrote with and, and the songs that came out of it, like it was so necessary. Yeah. That's a lot of commitment to make, to be flying back and forth from Toronto and LA and, you know, doing three sessions a day, pouring your heart and soul out, I would think. But it sounds like that maybe kind of instilled like a sense of keeping up momentum because your newest two singles came out. I mean, how many months after your debut EP? Like it's so soon and you're already giving fans more great content. Like, is that conscious or are you just kind of putting out what makes you happy in the moment? 
I'm definitely putting out what makes me happy. I mean, I wouldn't put it out if I didn't like truly like love it and felt like I wanted people to hear it. You know, if it was just if it was just songs that I had written and I needed something to put out, I just I I wouldn't do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I write a lot anyway. Um, so even if I wasn't doing the three sessions a day, um, you know, I, I'm always kind of writing, so I always kind of have stuff sitting around, whether it's for me or for for other things. Yeah, I'm always always putting things on paper. That's good. You got to keep the muscle going, you know. You really do. You really do. Do you have any tips and tricks where if you're kind of feeling off, things that kind of can get you back on the rails with writing? Honestly, just write. It's so, and it's it's the worst thing ever. And I, I remember one point, I think it was like last year or something, like I had nothing to write about. I just didn't want to write anything. Everything I wrote was like so bad. And the fact that it was so bad puts you off from writing even more. But honestly, you just kind of have to get those really bad songs out into the uh, into the world and just kind of work through it. Um, and when you do that, once you finally get to the the song that you think is worth something, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. I kind of think of it like fishing. Like you go and fishing and you're doing all this preparation, having no... Uh, idea if you're going to actually catch a fish or not and if you do maybe you'll catch a tiny one that can't feed you anything or maybe you'll catch you know a huge fish that'll feed the whole family and that's totally. kind of like songwriting like you have no idea when you pick up your guitar or go to the piano what you're going to write so you should just you know just enjoy the experience of doing it because if you're not enjoying the act of it it's not going to hit the same if you know you do come up with something good and coming up with bad stuff is just going to annoy you more even the the like small fish and then and like that happens it just encourages you to write more and and you really never know when you're gonna write your best song you know like there's been so many times where I've been going to a session I've been like oh should I just cancel it like I'm just so not in the mood to write a song then you get there and within the first hour you've written a song that you want to release like next week. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know, really. So when I was reading your Enemy article, great article, uh, I saw that or I read that you had to push back the release date for your debut EP, uh, You and Me, but mostly me. And I was one and it said because you wanted to like make sure the songs were all good to go. Were what were the changes that happened within those few months that made you feel comfortable with finally releasing it um I think getting all the songs that needed to be there there was like some that I had written um in like January or February that are on the EP that um I really wanted on that EP and I don't think that EP would be like the the story that it is without that song so it was definitely finishing that sort of stuff up and and getting all the artwork and stuff together. I mean, I love releasing something that's not just like the music, it's the whole world around it. So the the artwork and the music videos and and everything to do with that had to be in place before I was going to release it. When it comes to the artwork and the overall world around it, uh, do you feel like you have to 
reach out to others for help with that? Or do you kind of already have the world built as you're writing the song? Because it's kind of a different, you know, uh, challenge to think of an entire visual medium to go along with, you know, the song that you wrote. For sure. Um, I usually have a pretty good idea. I mean, I do a lot of the artwork design. I, I have a photographer, um, like take a photo, but, um, yeah, I usually do all the, all the design and stuff myself and I co-direct, um, all the, uh, music videos with my friend Sil Hill. Um, so yeah, I mean, usually I have a pretty good idea. Um, it's just finding the people that understand that idea and, and can really help bring it to life. Cause I mean, I'm, I can I can get so far, but it's never gonna you know be fully what it is in my head without the people who actually know what they're doing. Yeah, and speaking of people who know what they're doing, I kind of geeked out when I read that you uh, and Charlie XCX are connected. So she's kind of your like creative consultant. Is that what you would say? Yeah, I mean she's my manager. Um, okay, so she is so... your manager. I didn't know if that. It was like manager slash creative consultants. So I was like, hmm, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, so I have three managers, one being Charlie, and the other two are uh, Sam and Twiggy, who also manage Charlie. Um, and uh, yeah, she's definitely a great person. I mean, she's the ultimate person to go to for advice and and kind of, yeah, creative consulting and even like release strategies and, and stuff like that. She's so, she's so fresh with her ideas. It's so amazing. I really lucked out on my team. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that's just such a wealth of knowledge available to you at all times. What like key pieces of guidance have Charlie and the rest of the team given you since you've been with them? Um, I mean, they're always pushing me to to do better if a if a song isn't like they don't think a song is there yet they'll literally tell me to go rewrite parts of it or they'll say what they like say what they don't like and they're very um like not easygoing but they're uh like if if something's really important to me but they don't really like it they'll be like well it's important to you I'm not gonna not gonna make you put out a song you don't like you know but yeah just kind of like making sure everything is good enough to put out and not being impatient and just releasing something just because, you know, you want people to hear it and, and you want it out in the world, you know? Like, it's really important to kind of um, wait until the right moment to release certain songs and and have them be the best they can be. Yeah, you don't want to release something when you're not ready or when it's not ready because you can't take that back. For sure. And I feel like that's like a huge um, thing that, that most artists like do. It's just like an instinct. Just release the song. I wrote it. It's done. I'm going to release it. Um, but I think it's been like a huge um, like gain to me to have them kind of be there and be like, no, wait. <laughs> yeah, you want to capitalize it like when it's everything is perfect, like especially if you are creating this whole world around it. You don't want it to be rushed. For sure. Definitely. Great. Well, that's going to take us over to the last five. I'm just going to ask you five quick questions and then we'll be out of here. Cool. 
All right, number one, Logic or Ableton? Logic. Oh my God, Ableton confuses me so much. <laughs> it is very confusing, especially if you're trying to go from Logic to Ableton. That's what I tried to do. Yeah, I think people that use Ableton and love Ableton are so good at Ableton. Mm -hmm. But then I feel like the rest of the DAW users are like, I don't get it. I know. I wish I was good at Ableton because I feel like it can allow you to do some like really crazy things with production stuff. Right? I know. It's so annoying. Ugh. One day, one day I'll have to take <laughs> the time to like learn it and buy it. All right. Number two, what's on your musical rotation right now? Um, new Ariana Grande for sure. I literally cannot, I cannot stop. I love her. Um, there's this artist, Noli, that I really love. He just released an EP. Um, and Noli? me and my friends, Noli, N-O-L-I-E, I think. Um, and he has a song called Not My Life that's on that EP, and me and my friends literally bump it 24-7. Nice. It annoys everybody around us, I'm sure, because that's all we play. Well, I'm going to have to go listen to it. Noli, what's the song? Not My Life. Not My Life. Yeah. Nice. Uh, who's your dream artist or producer to work with? You've already got Charlie XCX. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you top it? Um, I think for producers, I definitely want to do something with Jack Antonoff at some point in time. Oh, he just released um, a song yesterday. He he did. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm gonna, pretty I'm good. gonna have to. One's with Bruce Springsteen. That's my dad's I saw that. favorite. So I was pretty pumped. Yeah, it was really good. It's sick. I, I actually can't wait. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm going yeah, to delve into that. They're kind of understated compared to like stuff he's done before, you know, like really synth poppy. This isn't really right. like that. Nice. Like, wow, I love that. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So Jack yeah. Antonoff, anybody else? Jack Antonoff. Um... Ian Kirkpatrick, very different sliding scale here. I want to create like the biggest hyper pop song with Ian. Uh, I don't think I know that name. Is he part of a project? No, he's just a he's just a producer. He does a lot of uh, like Dua Lipa. He did oh, okay. Don't Start Now. Um, he did Look at Her Now by Selena Gomez. So like very very pop songs, but. Um, I love to do that. I'm trying to think of an artist. I mean, I I love so many artists. It's so hard. Um, definitely at some point in time, I think I, I would love to do something with the 1975. I'm just not, I'm not there yet in my confidence. Yeah, I got their album right here because I saw that you liked that. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I would get in a room and, and and crawl in the corner if I did it right now. But definitely, definitely at some point in time, I will get there. Yeah, you guys definitely have a similar production style. Like a few people I've interviewed recently all cite the 1975 as like a huge influence. And it's funny that I feel like a few years ago, like I got into them. They're like my hipster band, I feel like. I loved them <laughs> when all they had was chocolate out. Uh, right. But like, it's just funny to think at that time, I didn't, I had no clue how big they would be. And it's just funny that now that I'm actually interviewing other artists, 
that everybody else kind of agreed with me that they were such an influence. I'm like, where were y'all? Like, when I was listening I to them, like, it's sad because <laughs> my friends were making fun of me for listening to them. Like, hey, joke's on them. <laughs> I mean, they're so adaptable. It's crazy, you know? They started off their career with, like, chocolate, and and their last album was just so many genres. I, I love it. I love how they're not afraid to kind of do whatever they see fit for the song um, absolutely they're so they're so great yeah love them what to you is a perfect album front to back uh <laughs> that's a hard question in terms of songwriting read by taylor swift one of the best one of the best written albums ever production uh, I would say Currents by Tam and Paula. It's uh, like literally perfect. Um, yeah, it's a great album. I'm trying to think what encompasses both that I like could never get tired of listening of, and I don't want to say the 1975 for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But I think I think I might have to. Um, honestly, I like it when you sleep. It was one of the greatest albums of the century <laughs> yeah which one's your favorite 1975 album um i think i like it when you sleep i mean i love oh, i love the newest one though but i think i like it when you sleep i couldn't stop listening to that record and i'm not joking i listened to it every day for like two years i believe it it's a great album that was probably it probably still is my favorite um I just remember when Love Me came out, I just got so hyped and the rest of the album became definitely a, a repeat thing. And sorry to you and all the listeners if you're hearing a buzzsaw and hammers because they're renovating the apartment next to me. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 1975 is incredible. I'm glad that you also love them. I love. All right. Well, the last question before I send you off here is what is your favorite Charlie XCX song? Depends what mood, you know? She's got so many... Uh, either... Right now, I would say either Claws or White Mercedes. White Mercedes always, like... If I'm, like, working out and I need, like, the extra, like, 10% of energy to finish the workout, I'm like, right, here we go, Charlie. Me and you. <laughs> let's do let's, it. Let's go. Let's go. Um... Yeah, I love White Mercedes. Honestly, it depends on the mood, though. She's got some heart wrenchers, but she's also got some, mm -hmm. like... I mean, she's got so many, like, dance bangers. Um, but yeah, I'd say between those two. I think Seven Years is probably my favorite. That one, every so time good. it comes on, is fucking awesome. That album, I didn't expect... Well, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, I liked the previous one, but this one, to me... I don't know why it's, like, so much rawer. And maybe because it just came out of nowhere and I wasn't expecting it. Uh, it threw yeah. me off and it just like every time I throw that on I have to start at the beginning and listen through the whole thing yeah for sure oh, she's such a good songwriter it's sickening and the production is just ridiculous on all of so it. good so good ugh ugh yeah. Charlie you're in good company that's amazing <laughs> Awesome. Well, Elio, thank you for coming and joining me on the show and talking about your songwriting process and, you know, your new EP, uh, You and Me, but mostly me, and your new two songs, Hurts to Hate Somebody and Jackie Onassis. Everybody needs to go check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Where can people find you on Instagram and Twitter? 
I'm at elio.irl on Instagram and then at elio.irl on Twitter. Perfect. Well, everybody, go give her a follow. And uh, thank you again for coming on, Elio. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Cool. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. If you haven't yet, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, and you can even leave a comment down below to let me know who you're listening to. On that note, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.